Hello. And welcome to Wide and the Weirdos Fathom, this is the DD podcast set in the world of Fiello. I'm your Dungeon Master Darling, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Neris, Gerv playing Alton, and Jake playing the Fishman, and Laura playing Rue. Let's jump into it. Where we last left off, the party faced off against the Oblex, luring it out um, with uh, the Fishman, who seemed to be uh, completely unfamiliar to it. Um, so it was determined that he was probably the best bait. Um, and after a decent combat uh, with the Oblex bringing out uh, Sulfurous Simulacra of Neris and Tibble um, to further its reach. Um, the, the party were victorious in their combat, um, with Fishman dealing the final blow as uh, ooze liquefied and exploded across the battlefield. And that's where we pick up as... Those of you with, I'd say anyone with a passive perception above uh, 15 um, would probably notice in the distance, um, like the middle distance, people kind of poking their heads out of their houses and wondering what's going on. Um, just uh, various, a varian eontil uh, of various bright plumages um, as... The six of you uh, stand in the center of town. What would you like to do? Um, so Chibble, completely unaware of um, the audience they have, uh, casts a glance over to... Um, all of his allies, he calls out. Everyone all right? All still accounted for? Uh, yes, uh, yes. Um, anyone need any healing? Take any hits? Uh, not. I'm perfectly fine. Uh... Um, is Neris obviously in pain or is he um yes <laughs> yep cool uh fishman will just direct um ultimately and be like i believe our friend here needs some he's done some good work today and definitely deserves the healing attention of course of course <laughs> but aside from that despite being bait i am pristine and unharmed good job everyone I think I got quite lucky, but I'll be honest, I believe I owe it to you that I wasn't tendrilled up and swallowed and made a copy of, I guess. You were very brave. Good job. I get it well. I can guarantee you, I was definitely trying to keep face and it was mainly adrenaline keeping me going. That thing is scary as shit. 
Yeah, the uh, multiple forms coming out of its mass. That was uh, unnecessary. Alison's looking um, Neris over and he gets uh, 13 points of healing. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> Alton, how is your arm? Uh, my arm? I'm fine. See, Neris's eyes kind of flick a couple of times. Ah, <gasps> of course you are. What? Um, what? What's wrong with you. my arm? Nothing. You are. I, I am just inquiring. You looked like you were um, <clears throat> rubbing it earlier. <clears throat> I was just like looking at his arm, like, what? <laughs> what have I not seen? Cool, 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 cool. Thanks for your concern. Right. Well, everyone's been seen to. Well, I believe uh, there was a secondary objective to us coming here, correct? To find those uh, notes of our uh, associate. I believe so. That is why we came here. And I guess our side objective was to take care of that creature. Um, I believe he said he might have been working in the town. Did he not? Well, would it be best for us to go back and then uh, maybe he himself can show us where his notes are? Or any kind of glances over to where... Neris is. He's like, or shall uh, some of us have a look for them now while the rest of us go inform the others it's safe? Um, give me one moment. I may be able to help with this. Um, he, Fisherman, will venture into like the outskirts of the town and he's on the lookout for any animals that aren't toucan. Uh, roll me a survival check, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, tw dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, you find a, let's say a squirrel. Cool. Um, Fishman will rip off, um, some fabric from here or there or something that he can tie onto and he'll write a little note and he'll lean down to the squirrel um, and he will start to talk to the squirrel, if he can. Um, and he'll say, uh, using, um, what's it called? Speak with animals. Mm -hmm. Um, if you could please do me a favor, could I get you to go to that cabin in the woods and deliver this message? Yes. Yes. Is Tibble within hearing distance of this? I would say so, yes. Yeah. Uh, Tibble scampers over and he's like, ah, good afternoon, good sir, um, to the squirrel. <laughs> good afternoon. And uh, hold that request one moment. And then he uh, looks up to the fish man and he's like, ah, as much as I appreciate the sentiment, I was 
being a little uh, facetious. Um, I was given the lad an opportunity to uh, look over those notes before the uh, our associate. So some of us would go back and tell them, and it wouldn't be suspect for others not to be there. Either way is fine. Also, I, I don't think that a lot of folk are used to um, little creatures giving them uh, no offense, young man, <laughs> to little creatures um, giving them the messages, especially with everything that's happened here. That is fair enough. Well, little friend, don't you worry. Things should be better off here now. <clears throat> you enjoy yourself. And he'll take an acorn out of his pouch, not the golden magical variety, um, and give it to the squirrel. Okay. It scampers off with the, the acorn and eating it as it goes along. Anyway, apologies. As I was uh, saying, uh, let's say Neris and maybe Rue, you know this, uh, this town a little bit, correct? Yes, I know where Eldrin Forfrey was staying. I can accompany and show you the way if you wish. Neris, is that... Acceptable? The, I am quite agreeable to the terms. I think if we are able to at least find the notes as uh, Adventurer Forbray uh, asked us to. I, well, I'm trusting this mission with you, lad. As you know, it's most important that our friend gets his notes back. He does, like, a little wink to Neris. <laughs> Undiscernible. You do not know what this wink specifically is for. <laughs> He's like, well, the rest of you, shall we head back? Make sure all the locals aren't uh, going out of their minds. I Sure thing. Fishman? Absolutely. Have a nice walk. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Ru. See perhaps, you shortly. Good fighting. Perhaps it may be wise to um, see if there are any other issues with the island. If this creature was acting alone, or if there is something else, perhaps a another sulfurous smell somewhere. I would hate to have destroyed one creature only for there to be a second. Shall we, uh, the rest of us do a sweep then? This is a good idea. You should do a sniff test. Aye. All right. We'll uh, break up into groups of two then. 
That sounds good. Ouais. Rue Neris. Just sniff when you're looking for the notes, I guess. Well, Neris. I guess. Do that. Yes, that's a good point. I'm not so good at sniffing. That's fine. You can just make sure that Neris isn't abducted. That'll be enough. I'll do my best. Please accompany me. Uh, Neris, please. Of course. Leads away. Rue kind of like loops along, kind of like turning like every couple of minute, moments to like check that Neris is following and will lead him to the uh, the place that the tavern place, the um, yes, the, boarding the boarding house, house. that he was staying at. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, Alton, Fishman, if you can do sweep, that would be excellent. You take the west side. Uh, Nizen and I'll take the east. Certainly. I don't know how much use I'm going to be if there's much hiking involved, but if you're fond of taking a slower pace, Fishman. Absolutely. And we have eyes in the sky as well. <laughs> Just within the town should be fine. Ah, good, good. We can send out word, me and the Fishman, to the little creatures to uh, get them to have a look around. The mountains. That works well then. All right. We'll meet back at Ruse uh, within the hour. Okay. So, uh, Neris and Rue, mm. um, so you go to the boarding house um, and you go upstairs and you find. It's reasonably easy to find um, which yeah, room. Yeah, is where yeah. he's staying, I believe. Um, yes, and it's easy to find which room in particular uh, Eldrin was occupying because there are the telltale signs of the Ooze's presence um, as it was trying its best to keep up the charade. Um, and you're able to kind of get to the door. So as we're walking there, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Friday. Yes. You have expressed yourself as someone who has a longing for knowledge that you don't currently possess. Am I correct in that assumption? Of course. I mean, the natural curiosity is good for all doctors. And I do possess many questions about the world. And things that I do not have answers to. I am very interested in knowledge and learning. Why do you ask, Nerys? Well... We seem to have found ourselves with an opportunity to gain a lot of knowledge in a very short period of time. I have um, tried to extend the amount of times that we have. Um, and going back on the notes that Neris read uh, in the study, he's fairly convinced there is only one of these creatures, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. 
um, <clears throat> while the others are um, perusing the town, trying to find any trace of something else, which I don't actually believe is there. We may have bought ourselves a little bit of extra time to do some investigative work of our own. I see. To look at poor Bray's notes ourselves, you say? Indeed. I think Bef that's incredibly clever and very interesting. I think information is there to be shared. Um, I don't know what you know of um, Explorer Forbray, but he did not seem, even though he uh, made certain assurances, I don't know how forthcoming he will be with information. No, especially since it was not clear until just recently that he specializes in animancy. It makes sense, though. That's what most people come here for. It does make me curious. I, I think your assessment is correct. No offense to Fulbray, who I presume you are at least in some degree acquainted with, as this was your task? Of course. I, I hope him to be a a very good and stalwart friend and ally in the coming months. Yes, a friend. I see. Well, I think this is a good idea. It is just this way. May I ask a question of you, Nose? Of course. And like, probably like, like they're sort of reached the boarding house by this point. It's like lots of that again, knotted grass and sort of just like that windswept sort of like area where the where the hill is, um, where the boarding house is. Um, which I believe W specified was like all wooden and like so weather worn and all that. And the root kind of like turns their mask like their head fully to look at um look down at Nerys. I have noticed that since we rescued the others. You have been very quiet. You spoke quite fondly of your captain. Are you still suspicious of the others? Nerys takes a very deep breath in uh, and then exhales after a bait. <clears throat> I... As quartermaster, I spend a great deal of time with my crew, the crew of the Polaris. Getting to know them and becoming acquainted with them. Yeah. I trust them all in their own individual ways. This island is curious. It, this creature that has lived among it almost seems to be part of the island in a way, even though it is not native to it. It is 
interesting and dangerous. What's the powers that it has? What makes me concerned for the people who I am currently traveling with? With all due respect, yourself included. I see. Hopefully, I'm sure that will um, be fixed and remedied now that this creature is gone and dealt with. I think I am not good in big groups of people for a long period of time. I don't. I find my focus dwindles. I can understand this. I'm sure once I am back in um, in my study for a little while and I get to research everything that I am longing to research, then everything will be fine. There will be some semblance of control, you say. It makes sense. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. But I have been very much like that for some time. My father figure, Eric, was a lot better at speaking and talking and doing many things similar to your captain. And I had another friend who was also staying, who was also similar, so I was content with being quiet. But being alone all the time is not fun either but I get the understanding that this is perhaps more of a control thing which is not a bad thing I hope I understand I am not I'm still working on both my bedside manner and also my observations but I appreciate to have spent some of this time with yourself and your friends And then Rue kind of like, uh, it's probably like, we're probably like walking upstairs as Rue's kind of like looking around um, and probably stills a bit as they see like the um, the damage on like the floor and everything like that. Um, it's just sort of just snoo- snooping around to make sure there's no danger um, around. And Neris is very quiet after that and just sort of looks at Rue for a little bit. Um, and then as we are, like, entering the premises and going up the stairs, he becomes very focused on the surroundings. Mm. And we attempt to, yeah, I guess figure out how to get into the room. I'm assuming it's locked. Uh, chair. We do that. Ruth's, like, arm blade kind of... Goes out again from their wrist. Yeah, the, um, the door is in locked. Portion. The door is locked upon initial inspection. There does appear to be some damage here. Do you have something you can do? I do, but I don't really want to. Um, do you have any way of um, 
Is there an owner of this establishment somewhere? Can we find the keys that way? Rukar just looks around. <laughs> Is there anyone there? <laughs> uh, not currently. They don't seem to be present right now. How... How do doors work in this establishment? Specifically, how do locks work? Is it, like, just a key, or is there a latch on the other side? Like, can you lock it from the inside without a key? With, like, uh, a little latch or something? Yeah, it seems like there's no... sort of... Yeah, it seems that it's locked through, like, a latch on the other side, more so than a key lock. Okay. Um, well, no. Yeah, so it's locked, it's locked with both. I will just volunteer my only suggestion myself if we are to do this expediently and not attract attention for looking over the contents, if they are indeed here, would be to attack it. I am not popular here anyway, so it would probably be with no consequence. Is that, um, <clears throat> perhaps we should try something else? Um... Do you Maybe. have a suggestion, Quartermaster? I do have a suggestion. Um, you said it was locked twice, like with a key and with a latch? Yes. Damn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> could you just hold for one moment? Um, you suspect the latch would probably have some give to it, but the, the actual the key, no. lock... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um... <clears throat> Give me one moment, um, and, and... You don't know whether it's jokey or not, but they still just, like, lift up the arm blade and just <laughs> oh, freeze <God>. there. <laughs> um, Nerys is going to bend down to the keyhole, see the arm blade lift up and kind of, like, sh shift back, give it a beat, and then slowly go back down to the keyhole. Can you see anything through it? Uh, roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Oh, I don't think I need the disadvantage. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, that is a seven. It is near difficult to see anything through the keyhole. Can I see a bit of the floor? I'd say you can, yeah, you can probably see a little bit of floor. If it's all right, I also have a non-damaging non option as well. Well, I could get you into the room, if you would like. Would you like to go in without breaking a door? It's up to you. I could also get me into the room. Does it involve breaking things? Probably not. Who knows? I'm feeling very spontaneous today. Oh, goody. Um, <clears throat> tell you what, let us do it, um this way first and if that doesn't work then we can go with your way of course if it makes you more comfortable i'm always more happy to acquiesce it Please. absolutely does um good then i'm you, glad would you hold out your like still looking through the keyhole would you hold out your hand please preferably the one without the sword on it <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. i almost was going to 
to use the blade. Very funny. Good job. Humor is very good in these sorts of situations. And then Ruth sort of like reaches out their like long little cord leather covered hand. Um, <clears throat> as soon as contact is made, um, Neris like reaches out and grabs um, Rue's hand and kind of squeezes it tightly. <laughs> looks through the keyhole at that little spot on the floor and kind of moves his hand and does a, a couple of weird mouth sounds in a couple of different languages all together at the same time. Um, and Rue, you disappear and reappear in that room as I cast Vortex Warp. Okay. Interesting. Oh, oh it did work. And I'm inside the room now, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Rue just kind of looks around. <laughs> it's There's not... no danger immediately? No. It's not particularly bright in here, but there is some light creeping in through the window. Um, it would be considered uh, dim light. Um, cool. And yeah, you can probably like. Yeah, so Nerus hears like the the sound of like a sh- as like the um, blade retracts, and then the um, the door kind of like crackles a bit as Brew undoes the door and opens the door. You have a very interesting handshake, Nerus. Nerus is gonna sort of mutter something under his breath. Um. Does Rue understand Primordial, out of curiosity? Uh, no. Okay. It is something kind of guttural, um, as it kind of looks you up and down, um, and then straightens up and brushes himself off. That was very well done. Are you alright? I am perfect. Everything is fine. Are you okay? Are you tingly? Are you all together? Is everything okay with you? I'm sort of always a bit tingly. But no, I feel good. That was an interesting sort of magic. What sort of magic was it? You seem very confident in casting. I was not. I will be perfectly honest. That is the first time I have ever cast that spell. I was not entirely sure if it would work. (laughs) Oh dear. That was not animancy either, was it? It was not, no. It was a, um, a form of conjuration, in a way. I am transferring matter from one location to another. That's interesting. That is not how my mentor would have described it. But it fits the bill. Good job, Neris. I'm glad you trust me enough to test experimental magic on me. Your mentor was arcane? In a way, his song brought joy to all. And he had much experience in magic through Fintan and through himself. He had many theories about the sort of magic I possess, but not in a scientific way. Interesting. 
Shall we peruse what this explorer fought so hard to hide? We shall. Right. We, we begin to peruse. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, peruse. Yeah, so I'll allow either. It's up to you two. Uh, separate investigation checks, or if you would like, one of you can roll an investigation check with advantage as the other assists. Rue is pretty good at investigating, but they can also assist Neris. Uh, Neris is quite good at looking at things. Well, then Rue will assist. Uh, okay. Come on, you can roll above a 10. I, I believe in you. One of them was a net one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a 26. A 26. going to burn your dice, Mitch. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, he, he wasn't particularly hiding them, um, uh, all that, uh, discerningly, um, and so you find them quite easily in his kind of little bedside table, um, that he has here, um, a, a small but, uh, thick notebook, um, that you flick through and and has a bunch of notes in mostly common um, that seem to be discussing um, general animancy as well as the effects of animancy that appear on this island, um, particularly some strange uh, kind of unbridled, uncontrolled level of animancy that is, uh, that is particularly strong here, but is also somewhat, uh, somewhat within the region, um, that seems to be at its strongest in, um, a particular landmark within the forest. Interesting. Rue's like just poked them, like they're just looking over Neris's shoulder, unless Neris is like extremely uh, <laughs> careful about hiding what he's looking at. Neris is not hiding and he's actively talking out loud. Yeah. Not oh, to anyone but like to himself. Um, um, Curious. That's so interesting. Based on the way that he has written it um, and drawn up diagrams, um, the notes. Uh, Eldrin seems to be of the opinion that he has worked, like, he has determined all that he can, um, about this landmark and about the, the effects in the region without, like, further off-island research. Um, and he, you gather, was probably not long away from departing. Um, or at least communicating with some form of departure when he was captured. So if he is an expert in his field, then there's probably not much more to glean than beyond his notes, do you think? I believe so. So it seems like he may be um, 
Because there are many references to um, external studies being needed to be done on um, certain libraries and certain notes where references need to be made. More information about Anamancy. That is very interesting. Um, there are there are also notes within here on um, possible applications of these magical principles through spells. Uh, most of this is probably beyond your current understanding of um, animancy specifically, but even um, your magical capabilities in general at this stage. Um, something that you kind of mostly understand, but it's a little bit beyond you still. Um, that excites Nerys more than anything. Yeah. Um, if you were to take the time, you could probably get reasonable copies of them out in order to later kind of experiment and refine um, and work out how to do it yourself, but it's going to be uh, beyond you for a little bit. Aldrin Forbray also mentioned a spell book. Yes, that you also found. Um, and it seems to be um, working through it, the spells that you kind of uh, like, most of the spells that you're looking at. Um, that you can immediate, almost immediately. Uh, actually, probably I kind of check for that one. Okay. <clears throat> nah. Oh, uh, twenty. Twenty. Um, most of the early stuff, at least the stuff that you can understand, seems to be um, fairly standard, uh, abjurative. Uh, divinatory, um, little bit of conjuration, little bit of, um, a lot of it, um, a, a little bit of animantic, um, most of it other than, like, a lot of that low-level stuff is probably things that either are not typically within your field of interest or you already are capable of, um, there are some, uh, there are some things that are beyond your recognition, again, in, in, as you get into the later pages that, uh, um, you recognize occasional symbols as typically, uh, animantic, uh, divinatory, abjurative in nature, um, the occasional, um, the occasional, like, symbology that tends to be associated with necromancy, um, but that usually is hand-in-hand hand with, uh, animantic stuff, and from your loose, at this point, knowledge of animancy, they tend to kind of, in some circles, are considered kind of the light light and shade of each other. So there's, there's a lot of 
cross-pollination in the symbology between the two schools of magic. Interesting. There are some powerful spells in here. Some that I don't fully understand or comprehend. It sounds like it. Those do sound very interesting. Which is not something I'm familiar with. I would very much like to become this man's friend. Not just useful, but a friend. Naris is lost in thought. But he does kind of have like a little half grin. Interesting. Well, I am sure then, Naris, you will be very grateful you have retrieved his things for him. Or perhaps some of his things. Is that the intention? I think we should return everything that we've found in perfect condition. This man is very useful for... long-term goals. You remind me very much of someone I once knew. This is a good idea. You have a good read on people, it seems. Do you believe you have everything, then, to return back to the dwelling? I do believe I have everything that he asked for. He didn't ask for anything else, did he? He asked for his notes and his spellbook. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, then let us go. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Fishman and Alton, is there anything that you two are discussing as you do your searching? So we're just walking around the town sniffing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess... However, he Fishman will bring him up on the fact that he f used the guns. <laughs> or they used the guns. He's like, it's good to see you're bringing those out again. It's been a while since you've used them. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... They are such... The ammo is so expensive. I really don't want to waste them, but sometimes, you know, the situation kind of calls for it. And I forgot my crossbow on the boat. Not going to do Fair that again. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, no, I'm glad to see you got through an encounter and some time in the woods without even a scratch. Yes, but I didn't necessarily run into anything, thankfully, and that would be why. Um... But those, I'm very curious about these firearms. Yes, yes, pistols. How do you come across the ammunition? Do you trade for them? Or I have no idea what happened to the accent there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, at the moment, um, I go through Neris like the rest of the uh, requisitions. But otherwise, yes, it's trade, and it's a little hard to come across. I definitely see why they would be pricey, though. That was quite the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've actually been um, modifying them myself a little bit. And is this something that you wish to look into further? I, I mean, definitely. So, you know... <laughs> 
got to make my family name proud and everything. Uh, Fishman, like, holds up a finger as he, like, takes a big whiff around. Um, <laughs> and then he'll continue talking as if that just didn't happen. Um, <laughs> uh, he'd be like, well, if you want, I do enjoy weapon maintenance and modifications and such as well. And I don't want to step on any boundaries or anything, but if you do ever need a hand with any modifications or anything, I may be able to help. No, exactly. That that could be interesting. Do you you don't have much experience with firearms, but absolutely not. No, that's why I feel like I'm a little out of my depth here. But they do interest me, and I do love the opportunity to learn something new if I can. Hmm. Mind you, you'll probably just be note taking at first, but then perhaps once I get my head around it, I do have a fair bit of experience in other categories of weapon modifications so perhaps perhaps i could use those skills elton like kind of like grins at the thought of like being the one with the knowledge like i get yes you're gonna be like note taking yes (laughs) um no absolutely absolutely i would i'd be happy to teach you a bit more about these and um oh yes no of course you just need the basics and mechanical knowledge and everything and you can kind of Figure it out as you go. Sure, sure. Excellent. Wouldn't and mind having a chat sometime. He'll take out his notebook and he'll start writing down some notes. Um, probably at the same time he does this, um, the two can will fly down um, quite tired and like sporadically flapping its wings as it lands on Fishman's shoulder and does like a little bit of it, like a, a wheezed cough, like... <laughs> as it has been flying for some time and something I, Jake, the player found out just recently, toucans don't fly very often. They're more of a flap a lot and glide kind of bird rather than actively fly. And that's all this this toucan has been doing. This is, I believe, uh, the nature of this spell is that it is, I mean, it's not a real toucan. So like maybe Fishman didn't know. And it's because he created this creature, um, he just created it in the image of a toucan. Very true. Um, but I feel like um, uh, Fishman being, you know, a ranger might have uh, a fair bit of knowledge in regards to animals. So yeah. I'm going to try and incorporate that as much as I can yeah. into uh, into his spell casting for yes. flavor. But yeah, and um, that's where the toucan will rest because they've probably been at this for a while now. So I feel like it would be safe for toucan to take a bit of a breather, so to speak. And if it has been an hour, actually, they just (laughs) fade away in a flash of light again. (laughs) So yeah, okay. He comes down, (laughs) very tired, flapping, does it, and then just explodes in a flare, essentially. And then he's gone. <laughs> Relatable. Uh, <laughs> so if you reckon you could uh, teach me to make one of those in exchange? So uh, a great a, animal. Like a beast. Sure. Mayhaps. I believe it's definitely magic, though. Mm, yeah. And I no. didn't take you for one who enjoys that 
No, yeah, I'm just uh, just messing with you. Uh, not been blessed with that gift. I do. Um, I do pay attention. I'd I'd like to believe. In, in fact, I've actually, and like he'll just quickly like cover up the majority of the page and just show. Um, Alton a page with their name on the very top and in like a massive squiggly like like traced over circle multiple times it says dislikes magic <laughs> because Alton and um, Fishman I believe we said would have spent a fair bit of time with each other yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> yes it's something I'm very aware of Yes, yes, I um, I need to work on it, improving like the, the the range of things that I complain about. If that's my standout, but yeah, no, good old magic, and it's extremely unfair advantage it gives people. But uh, what you make up for, I believe, is quite well. You. You're a specialist in many things, especially medical science. And no offense to um, maybe some of the other medics on the boat, but you're probably the one who I trust most with my life. But uh, I don't play favorites, you see. <laughs> Elton does this like sharp truth grin momentarily before just like. Um, it, it like drops and it's like, and I look, it gives him a side and it's like, all right, all right, that's, that's enough flattery. I already said I was going to give you lessons. It's all good. It's all, it's all good. Um, smell any sulfur by any chance? Do we smell any sulfur? Uh, roll me a perception checks. Um, I'd like, no, if it's okay. Um, could I please, can we do like a, can you assist me in sniffing? Can we do yeah. like a collaborative sniff? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Excellent. All right. Well, the first sniff simultaneously. <laughs> the first, the second one was a natural four. Should absolutely not have done this. Uh, 12. 12. Uh, yeah, you're pretty sure you can't smell any sulfur. <laughs> um, well, I believe we've spent a good deal of time here. Perhaps we should meet up with the others because I believe we're quite safe here. I believe yes. we've done all we can to this place. Hmm, seems good. Hopefully we got a lot of them. Hmm. Did you happen to find them? anything interesting yeah. in your investigations here? Uh, well, it does seem this town has been abandoned, so I don't believe we should be looting it, but... No, no, there's still some people. Um, I can, you can probably talk to Naris. We had an interesting uh, little look around a local church. So someone in there was involved in this whole thing, I think. Uh, but Naris is the one who really um, read all the books and found the evidence. Ah, fair enough. From, our, from my conversations with our... Um estranged guests at the cabin. I believe I have a good idea as to who these items belong to, but you know, Neris mm. is the thinker and I will leave him to do that and just that. Let's go find him. Yes, yes. Let's get going. Alright. Uh, Tibble, is there anything you wanted to discuss with Nizen while you were exploring? 
Um, Tibble most likely while he is um, doing a sweep over with Nizen is making friendly conversation. Um, he'd probably know a few things about Nizen and Nizen's life, like he does with all of his crew members. So he's probably yeah. just making friendly conversation, um, talking about the next shore leave arrangements, um, and also just sort of while. Uh, yeah, so he's also having a look around and making sure that everything's okay, um, that there isn't anything of suspect um, happening around at all. Um, do you want me to roll something for that? Uh, yeah, roll me a perception check to, to sniff around, check for some sulfur. And it's a 12. <laughs> 12. Yeah, you don't really smell any sulfur around um yeah. yeah seems all right to him so yeah. he continues making conversation with um Nizen until they arrive back at ruse yeah so eventually you'll yeah converge back at ruse cottage um um so tibble Assuming that Tibble and Nizen would have gotten back first, uh, they would have waited outside. Um, Tibble would have gone into the uh, locals and mentioned, uh, he basically would have told them, uh, I'm having me crew do a sweep over of the rest of the town just to make sure we've gotten rid of it all. Uh, rest assured. Everything will be safe once they've returned. We'll give you a full rundown. Um, and then him and Nizen would wait out the front for everyone else. All right. Um, so it's probably not too long before, uh, probably immediately, or near immediately, Alton and the Fishman to return. And then shortly after, Rue and Neris. Anything to report? Did not find any sign of a uh, additional creatures in the area. I hope you were all the same. I no, definitely right. not. Looks all clear. And um, just uh, generally speaking. We've all got anything that we might otherwise need? Yes, we do, Captain. <sighs> Wonderful. Well, uh, we shall go in and inform the locals then. Yes, I'm sure they'll be most pleased. <laughs> now, um... Neris. Captain? Do you think that it be wise that we Elden for Oh, this is me having issues. Apologies. Eldrin for 
Do you believe that um, it would be safe for us to offer him passage home if he requests it? I believe that would be beneficial to all parties involved. Tibble doesn't look necessarily happy about it, but he nods and he's like, Hey, well, I suppose we'll be having, well, maybe more than one guest on our ship then. Uh, fellow crew members, before we go in, um, I will just let you know that I have invited Rue to stay upon our ship as my own personal guest. I will not be taking any, uh, well, I'm always open to criticism, but I won't be taking it openly, so please arrange personally with me. Thank you. I shall be helping our new friend with a personal inve investigative matter. Investigative matter that, uh, well, once we have established the boundaries within that information, you may find out about. This is if uh, Rue decides to join us, of course. And sort of Rue in the periphery, um, he kind of like straightens up excitedly and then kind of just like um, sort of looking, like kind of turning their head imperceptibly like around to like the other crewmates. The lights behind the uh, glass kind of like dim a bit and they're sort of like look a bit more reserved like they did once when like did before when like the uh, locals were um looking very suspiciously towards Rue and then kind of just like looks a little bit excited again when when Tibble's like I won't be taking constructive criticism actually um and just kind of goes oh and then like um sort of like, shakes their head out a bit again and he sort of like um looks a little bit muted again when Tibble's like oh if Rue if Rue wants to come of course um that's the little <laughs> physicality that's happening in rapid succession during that, that uh, talk. Anyway, as I said, uh, any discussion on this matter, please take it up with me personally, privately. Thank you. Shall we uh, go alert the village people? Yes. We should. I'm sure they'll be overjoyed. Of course. And, and um, the... yeah, Tibble enters Brew's home. <laughs> yeah, Rue opens up the door and then just kind of like stands aside for everyone else to walk in. Yeah. Um, as you walk in, you see uh, one of them has their feathers ruffled up, another's wearing a cowboy hat. Uh, no. <laughs> stupid joke, stupid joke. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes, you see, you see, they are there waiting. I'm upset. At you. <laughs> you called them the village people. I know this is on me. Um, I love that. 
Yeah. So, um, you made the joke and it made me forget my own character's fucking name and it's in the <laughs> Zoom call. Um, yeah, so Chibble um, enters and he's like, uh, good, uh, what time of day is it? Uh, it's probably by this point uh, early afternoon. By the time everyone kind of swept, did a sweep of the town. Good afternoon, all. Uh, myself and my crew, along with the help of our friend Rue, have uh, done a full sweep of the town. Um, as I informed you earlier, we have dealt with the situation. Um, you should be free of this scourge. Congratulations. Any questions, comments, concerns? No. Um, there doesn't seem to be any questions or concerns from the, uh, the, the auntel. Um, the mayor, uh, let me consult my, uh, Salik, uh, says to you, I have no, uh, concerns to bring up, but, um, I thank you for um, what you have done for our town. Um, I know your quartermaster was talking about uh, doing some trade uh, or something of the like to replenish. I'm. If you see me uh, at my office, I'd be ha happy to discuss things with you and. Uh, See what we can help you with in that department. Thank you for all you have done for us. Um, I, of course, uh, Neris and I will attend to your office before we leave back right. to the ship. All right. Um, Does anyone else step forward and? Uh, have anything to not say? Not the until they they all kind of just there's there's a bit of a thanks as they leave, but they yeah. they all looking a little bit too pleased and to... too quick to be leaving Rose abode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not quite meeting Tibble's yes. eyes. The ones that Tibble was like, "Hey, <laughs> listen to me." Actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, as um, Tibble was sort of mid speech as well. Um, <clears throat> being a fellow wizard and knowing what it's like to be without any form of magic or like a book. Um, Neris is going to um, just sort of step back behind everyone again and just kind of cover his mouth um, and do a, a very slight message spell to Eldrin. I have recovered all of your notes and your spell book. I have them with me, and we'll give them to you as soon as I can. I thank you, good sir. Um, and then he says out loud, um, I don't suppose I could bother you for a trip back to, to the Isles? Ah, you, uh, you bet me to the post there. Uh, I was just about to offer. Would you uh, be so humbled as to 
go be a guest on the Polaris so we can get you safe travel home. I'm sure the bosses would appreciate it. It would be my pleasure. Um, maybe I can make good on that promise to your quartermaster on my way there. The discussion of uh, uh, my expertise. I'm sure there's uh, plenty of shared knowledge that you can give each other. Yes. And, of course, uh, for the retrieval of my notes and spellbook, the uh, thousand gold, I will uh, make sure it goes your way when we get back. Well, shall we? Oh, wait. Wonderful. Uh, Alton, Nizen, Fishman, if you can, uh, well, start a compian, a compian, sorry, this is me just not being able to speak today. Um, accompanying Eldrin back to the ship, that would be wonderful. Uh, and maybe, well, Shall we send for another ship for another boat for stores, nurse? I believe that may be wise if we have um, contact with the other vessel. With those uh, on board, I can have a chat uh, to the junior quartermaster and arrange something. I mean, if you are sending us back. I just send the message yes. with the with the fishman. He can pass it on, or Alton, or Nizen. No offense to you, Eldred, but you don't know anyone on the ship. Oh no, not at all, not <laughs> at all. Completely understand. Wonderful. Okay. Well, off you go. Come on, fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> he seems I'll say anyone anyone with a passive insight above a 15 can see he, he seems a little put out by that uh, shall we generously call it a nickname uh, as he Alton follows Alton is thriving um, on a scale of 1 to 10 how fancy are his pants um, they're not in the greatest condition but they are quite nice, so I'd say about a six. Probably, I'm picturing probably, like gilded pumpkin pants. Probably, <laughs> probably, you don't need to physically have pants. Pro probably an eight or so if they were <laughs> if they weren't uh, in their current condition. I think it's justified then. Very justified. All right. Um. And um, yeah, so once the others leave, um, Tibble turns to Nurse and he's like, um, we'll meet, uh, in the office. Was it the mayor that offered? Yeah. Yeah. We'll meet in the mayor's office, uh, within the next 10. I'm hoping to have a conversation with Rue here, which you're welcome to stay for, but... That is fine. I wish to have. I wish to converse with the mayor. Okay. 
make pre-preparations or whatever. Yes. You know, just point me where to sign, etc. Of course. Uh, Neris. Captain. Good job. I'm very glad you are not buried under the ground. Me too, lad. Me too. But the same for you, also. Neris opens his mouth like he's about to say something and then kind of like squints and... I'll see you at some air's house. Aye. See you shortly. And Neris will take off. And then there were two, my young friend. Indeed. So you meant what you said when you wished for me to be a friend of the captain? We... We fought together in battle, Rue. I'd say we're most likely friends now. More so, after we fought in battle, not less. Aye. And Rukav is like, like, looks like a little bit surprised at Nods. I see. You fought well. Yes, I am. Quite good at that. I like healing, of course. I'm a doctor, but I am very good at causing damage when need be. This is a big surprise, but I have enjoyed being with your your company and yourself. And I am very excited about the idea of... Well, I have been on this island for a long time. The idea I... of the wider world is impossible and also endless to imagine. I isn't it exciting? And Rue kind of like looks like a little bit like the lights kind of seem to be flickering a lot with their um behind their mask, and they sort of look around a bit and like they look... as much as a body language can for someone who's heavily clad in a lot of stuff. Um. They look very, like, reluctant, I suppose. Um, and then, like, yeah. Um, I guess, like, they, they, look, they look at the, um, they kind of, like, reach into their pocket and they look at the map that um, uh, Rue told, I believe Neris and Elton was um, the one that Ezzet uh, had left behind. And then they look over again, they still look very reluctant at this dusty house that has clearly not been lived in for much, for very long, even though Rue's been here for quite some time. Um, and then they're like, I'm both excited and worried. What if as it comes back and I am not here, but at the same time, it has felt for a long time like he might not return. And I'm just stuck here. You know, Tibble, I... when it became evident that there was a monster afoot and that people's minds were being altered, I thought for some time that I thought for a brief time 
after you had all arrived, that the villagers might have been behaving differently towards me because of that. But then, when they rested here, and they were the same, it did not feel good. If I may, rule. Please. I'm trying to think of a way to say this that isn't. This uh, Oblex character. Yes. As far as uh, Neris and Alton were concerned, fed off mind, memories, intelligence, liked a lot of thoughts, which makes sense why it would go after Neris. However, why on any of the planets the Oblex would choose this silly little village to take up residence is absolutely beyond me. And I've got a brain about the size of a peanut. So, um, I wouldn't uh, be thinking too long on the opinions of small minds, aside from mine, uh, because my small mind is less full of thoughts of stupidity and more less full of thoughts. I'm very fond of your small mind, if I may say. You remind me very much of my mentor. I will take that with the deepest of compliments, as they seem to be very important to you. He is, and he was. And then Rue kind of, like, looks around, like, takes another long look at this empty house, this quiet house. And then um, they're like, if you allow me one moment. And then Rue sort of, like, reaches into their pocket, into the pocket of where they have, like, a lot of, like, scalpels and, like, different utensils. And they pull out the sort of, like, little uh, velvet pouch that um, Tibble saw them uh, sweep some stuff into when he first walked to Rue this morning. And um, uh, Rue kind of, like, uh, scatters out this pouch on the little table um, near the, like, near where they're standing, sort of like a low sort of coffee table. Um, and sea glass spills out out of there again exactly like the sort of sea glass that Janice had um, in his room uh, when you were investigating a couple of days ago and then they sort of gleam with this light that um, sort of seems to just draw in the sunlight from outside the the sea air um, and then um, Rue kind of like looks uh, turns their head slightly to look at um, Tibble and it's like these speak chances of the very near future and sometimes the far future. Sometimes I hear them singing at night. My mentor said that if I collect them, sometimes they'll show me the way. 
And then Rue sort of is going to stretch out like both clawed hands um, and sort of like a bright light that, again, Tibble can see is coming from between the seams of this black armour, um, just like fuels with this sort of like more intense blue glow as their eyes glow. And they're going to cast Augury on the um, on the sea glass. And um, they're just going to say, should I go? And you sort of like hear like the rush of like the winds, like this. You hear like the crash of waves, um, like from outside the window, even though it's a little bit far away from, um, like it's much further away from where Rue's house is, the the coast. But you like smell the sea breeze as it sort of like permeates around the room. And this light glows. Okay. Yeah. Um. So as you ask the question, um. Yeah. The. The stone glows uh glows blue um which you probably interpret as a yes do you get multiple questions from Aubrey or is it just the one question well, I don't know it's like we'll um uh, it says like you receive an omen um I think it's just it says a specific, course, a specific of course, of course of action yeah so just so, one question I yes. think so Yes, so it glows to suggest wheel. Um, and then Rue just sort of nods curtly and then turns to Tibble. Is it all right if I bring Ham along? Hey, of course. Do I get yeah. to meet Ham? Definitely. Please follow with me. And like as like Rue kind of like grabs a couple of just random items and just throws them into a bag, and then just grabs a couple like a with both hands two big hunks of like dried meat, as because they had to walk to the kitchen to yeah. get out the front, and then um, Tipple will notice there's a lot of like just holes in the ground everywhere that he probably didn't notice before because he was tied up, um, and I imagine and then Rue kind of just like taps against the ground a little bit, and then things start to shake. I imagine. Mm. And then there's a bit of an eruption in the ground yes. <laughs> as this very large metal um, <laughs> creature jumps out of the ground. Um, it has sort of like a pointed sort of snout. It has sort of like spines that are sort of reminiscent of a shark and sort of like a, as it crawls out, um, sort of like a tail that has almost like a little shark fin sort of like um, thing, but it's heavily armoured, sort of like, a boar, armadillo, land shark, and then ham just... considered a beast. <laughs> no, a monstrosity. No, yeah, it's like a monstrosity. <laughs> this is ham. Tibble, um, how big? How big is ham? Big. <laughs> how not big? As, uh, not as tall as Rue, but like yeah, um, tall as Alton maybe, but very long. Yeah. Probably, probably about as long as Rue is tall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and quite, and and probably kind of white. Probably about twice the, around about twice the breadth of like of Rue or Alton or most of your crew members. So how tall is him? Uh, did you say probably about as tall as Alton? I'd say Alton's quite short. Yeah. Yeah, about five feet tall. From like from the ground to the top of 
Tibble looks up at this behemoth of a creature. It's like, this is ham. Yes, because he likes eating ham. Huh. I think I'm going to need a bigger boat. Oh. True. That might be a problem. Uh, ah, we'll find somewhere for it. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Um, we're traveling. And then Ruth takes one last look back at the, the house and just kind of like steps back a little bit and very sadly turns the latch to close the door yeah. um, and then turns back. As um, Rue is doing that, Tibble um, reaches out his tiny little hand paw to kind of pet at, <laughs> pet at Ham. Does Ham at all nuzzle down? <laughs> Uh, Ham's very polite, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure he does. <laughs> yeah, Ham, Ham kind of leans into it. Um, ah, who's a good little beastie? Uh, ah, ah, who's a good giant beastie? Yeah. Um, and as you are finally leaving Rue and you go to repocket the, uh, the sea glass stone, um, you... Uh, you find that, that they flash again, um, and through them you see a vision of a deep, dark ocean. Deeper than you ever imagined could be possible, but the rolling waves above make it unmistakable. After a moment the vision grows deeper, but it is permea permeated with pinpricks of light littered about almost at random. You see a, film, a familiar silhouette in the distance, that of Ezzet, and feel yourself moving towards it. Before you can reach him, he disappears in a puff of lilac and violet smoke. The next moment you see yourself atop the deck of a ship you do not recognize, your arm blade by your side glowing with a blue light as you are surrounded by your new friends appearing to face down something in the distance. Before you can refocus to see what you are facing down, you are drawn out of the vision. And Rue kind of like just judders. Um, if like um, Tibble looks back, um, probably as like Ham sort of like noses Tibble up and kind of like tries to throw him up onto its back. <laughs> um, and then Rue sort of like the eyes brighten again because they're probably like quite dim. I think this will be a very good sign. Okay. So. And then, yeah, yes. we'll follow Tibble. Meanwhile, Neris in the mayor's office. Um. Yeah. So Neris has um, walked through town, just mm. sort of taking stock of everything um, and made his way up to the, the mayor's office. Um, and I assume he's been sort of welcomed into the office. Um, mm -hmm. Looks down at the chair that he was sitting in previously. Mm -hmm. um, and sees like the two chairs. So he'll grab the one on the left and he'll move it further left away from the second chair and then okay. he'll take a seat. 
so um we're not flush with supplies but um if there's anything that um you're particularly needing i can see what we can do we would um some rations basic rations would be very helpful um if you have any of those i know food may be um, quite difficult to come by here i assume you only make what you uh, would eat food, food is yes food is unfortunately a bit harder for us to spare um as we well um we keep to what we need of course um if you have any um any supplies such as wood or um nails other tools um they would be very beneficial as um we seem to be sailing into more and more dangerous waters now so right. being able to repair our ship would be very um, beneficial uh, to us. he looks through like a ledger and he says i can i mean the town is in a bit more disarray than we thought it was but uh we can probably uh spare some of our uh, wood provisions um any he, he says okay uh was there anything else that can help you i um obviously i um had a bit of a list prepared however after seeing what needs to be done with your town i feel um quite bad asking for so many different supplies is there anything that um, you have that you believe may be beneficial that you would um, be willing to part with that you don't need in the immediate future um so he stands up and he goes uh to a small chest behind his desk um and opens it up and produces two small um two small stones um almost gem like um he says um these sometimes uh are hunters gatherers all those uh folk who go into the forest um They'll go out, they'll come back, and, and on top of what they'll be looking for, they'll find these, and we find they have their occasional uses for us here, but um, they're not usually, um, not usually useful for our kind of simple living. A um, little bit of a magical... Uh, charge to it so to speak um, to be honest we're not even entirely sure of the uh the full capabilities of them but a man such as yourself uh well versed in the arcane i'm sure will work it out a bit more detailed if you are not in dire need of them we would gladly take these oh. thank you very much thank you um, i do um have a couple of questions if you don't mind me asking um, 
Of course. Elden Forbray, the adventurer, um, seems to have a bit of knowledge of these lands. Apparently there is a bit of magic that is emanating from your forest. Uh, yes, um, hasn't really been able to tell us anything new that we didn't know that we could really understand. Um, most of the stuff that he was telling us was either stuff that we had kind of worked out through living here for as long as we have, or seemed to be on a much more, uh, I guess more academic, more studied level than we really were worried about. You don't believe it presents a danger to the village? Not any more than any other aspect of the wild. That is good to hear. Just a fact of life here, especially on Ashran. Do you get many explorers out here trying to study this particular branch of magic? Not really. I mean, you find occasionally, but you find being out in the Pactless Isles, people don't tend to bother us too much. Well, um, I'm glad you are not in any sort of danger from it. Um, another more personal question, if you don't mind me asking, um, and this is more just something that we found in passing. Um, if it is something where I should not be stepping, please let me know. Um, my um, colleagues and I, when we were investigating, trying to find this creature, um, <clears throat> we entered your church and we went underneath your church. What do you know of that building's uncroft? That it has been there as long as the church has? It was sectioned off into different sections for different purposes, but tend to keep out of it if we're not uh, in need of them. Most services are done out in the open rather than in the church itself, and the church is typically kept for more private matters. How's he looking right now? Um, I guess roll me an insight check. Not using that dice, because that one has not rolled above an eight. All right. That is a 16. 16. Seems to be telling the truth, um, okay. as far as you can tell. Like, no outward signs of deception. Cool. There were just some... Um, I am not a religious man, but there are some curious rooms underneath your church, which I don't entirely believe to be outwardly holy. Oh, so? 
course, it is not made to buy. What rooms are you talking about? Neris is going to describe in not too much detail, but enough of like, you know, chains and there was torturing equipment and stuff, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of go into that a little bit. I will have to talk to Kirk about that. I just, I don't, um, entirely this is just what we found. Of course. I know it's entirely possible that it's, uh, historical. Of course. But, um, yes. Yes. I would like to at least broach it with her then. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. You're most welcome. I know this is um, probably not at all what you want to hear, but um, it is what we found, and we are in the business of helping people if we can. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, one, I know I have taken a lot of your time already. Um, we... Um, I don't know if you were present for the conversation or if you had already left. Um, Rule Friday will be accompanying us on the Polaris. Uh, they are on their way as of now. Um, I asked you all um, for some insight into their behaviors and I asked for you to write something down so that you don't have to say it out loud. Were you able to do that for me? I was. And he passes you a sealed letter. Thank you very much. Well, <clears throat> I do hope that um, your future is brighter than your past has been. I hope your future becomes ever brighter. I will um, <clears throat> be sending a ship over um, to grab whatever supplies uh, you are willing to give. Um, I would not expect for you to give everything, obviously. You have a lot of work to do. Whatever you can spare would be um, incredibly helpful. And we thank you for whatever you can. Of course. Thank you for what you've done for us. And with that, yeah, you, I take it, you go to rejoin Kibble uh, and Rue on your way. Table and Brew would um, yes. come by the mayor's office mostly yeah. <laughs> to um, pick up Neris. 
yeah. and so that Kibble can um, sign off on any official paperwork for the exchanging of goods. Yeah, ah, we don't, we don't bother with that here. No, uh, we need to for tax purposes. <laughs> Write it as like a donation. Nurse can show you through. Neris pulls out like a pre-written contract and has like filled out a bunch of things that he's been like writing on as we go. Uh, You packed folk with your your bureaucracy. It it would not be of uh, my choosing, but you know, we got bosses or whatever. And I'm not a pirate, so... I'm... I'm... As much as I'm not gonna lie, I I wouldn't mind the safety that the uh, the additional safety that the uh, that the Alecpract uh, brings. I do uh, I do find myself thankful uh, every so often that uh, our ancestors didn't join into it so that we could uh, keep our independence, keep to ourselves, and uh, just live our peaceful life here on the island. <laughs> I am inclined to agree with you. However, I will note that without our interference, well. Oh, of course. Of course. As I said, like, I'd be lying if, if I didn't say sometimes I'm, I'd like the uh, protection of the pact. Well. Just uh, give us a holler if you if you run into any more issues. <laughs> Can't guarantee we can make it straight away, but keep in touch. Happy to be an ally of your little village. <laughs> I think Kirk might have the uh, the magic to reach out. Should we need you? Wonderful. Well, I'll sign on this little dotted line there and be seeing you, maybe. Okay. I bid you farewell, man. Farewell, uh, Ruth. Good luck out there with uh, whatever it is you hope to do. Ruth just kind of like inclines her head to one side. And then just nods. Of course. Good luck here. We'll be fine. We'll rebuild. Just a uh, bit of damage. If if I may ask you a favor. An additional favor, I guess. Um well if Rue's prior assault return can you let them know that Rue is in the safety of the Polaris of course we'll maybe send word if you can we'll certainly pass it on and Tibble just kind of looks up at Rue gives a little smile and is like alright 
they kind of like they they look a little bit again very reserved um, when talking to the mayor or being around him. Um, but he looks down at Tibble and just like little lights behind his eyes brighten a bit more. Like, Thank you. Of course. I'm looking forward to this. What an adventure it shall be. Oh, speaking of, Neris, I think it's time you met Ham. Ah. Uh. Bullet turns to, to regard Neris, its enormous <sighs> rhino-like form, <laughs> staring at him with its beady little eyes. Ham will also be accompanying us on the ship. Excellent. That um, is definitely an idea. Yes. I believe you are correct, Rose. This will mm. be an adventure. Okay. And over the course of the rest of the afternoon, um, you return to the Polaris, you gather supplies, um, and sort of long suffering winching of trying to get ham up onto the boat. <laughs> which I'm sure crew job. <laughs> People's like, no, this is fine. This is okay. We're being nice to you. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, I was just going to say um, if there's any difficulties with ham, um, Fishman would have probably used a certain spell, which is particularly good at carrying heavy things. Um, Tenses floating disc. However, oh. the question comes into mind, Darby. It um, hovers over the ground. Find ground. Is ground water? Um, I think your bigger issue might be the uh, the, the sheer weight, weight of mm. uh, of hand. Is it fully here. grown? Yeah, it's uh, like it's smaller than other bolets, but it's yeah. Potentially, though, like, it might be able to use it as a stepping stone because bullets are still quite good at jumping. Ham is not great at swimming, but probably would be able to swim a little bit. Mm. So it might be able to, like, use that to use as a stepping stone yeah. to just leap higher. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. to to note pounds for tenses. Yeah. And a... Yeah, so that is about a quarter of a tonne. Temporary stepping two, stone. Yeah. two tons, then no. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a bullet a, a is, because, especially because it's got this kind of iron-like hide, um, it is multiple tons. <laughs> um, yeah. Stepping stone, um, Rue also, like, trying to assist getting the hand up or, like, some, like, waves will sort of, like, warp a little bit around. Yeah. To help, like, provide a bit more force. Um, I will be also be noted once Ham does actually get up, where he's like, don't, don't hit the ship, don't hit the ship. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, like, throws a bit of, like, meat in its mouth instead. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, as everyone is, um, is aboard the ship, every, uh, all the new supplies are, are on board. The ship begins to set sail again. Back. Rue looks mournfully back on Acheron as we depart. To the Alec Isles. The islands of the Pact. 
And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Alrighty, see you next week, everyone. Yeah, have yes, a good one. Bye. There we go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let us know what you think. Have a great week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. I did an and before Fishman, but uh, <laughs> I just okay, thought like push through, push through it, push through yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and now I have a stinger. Uh, <laughs> if if I don't get anything else. <laughs>